the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. It's time for a little bit of headline news. What's different about this is that most radio stations start with headline news. They only just tell you what the reporter sees. I love reporters. Love them, but they're just not that smart. More often than not, you hear people like Lynn Jimenez over at KGO. Love her. Love her incredibly sexy voice, but her knowledge of business, and she'll readily admit this, it's about an inch deep, mile wide. So I give you a different perspective. I give you the mile deep perspective on what we're hearing in the news. For instance, today's top story, McDonald's. They're pulling back 12 million cadmium-tainted Shrek drinking glasses. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love, like, the, the swag. You know, the you'd go to Hardee's, and you'd go to McDonald's, and you'd go to Burger King, and you'd get that, that glass or the, the toy. Or I like the glasses myself. I don't know what it was about the glasses, but I love the glasses. Uh, the toys, not so much. But Fox News Radio's Sal Giorgrasso reports. Kids love him at the movies. Sometimes I wish I had just one day to feel like a real ogre again. And that's why McDonald's was selling drinking classes to promote the new Shrek movie. But now McDonald's is recalling 12 million of those glasses because their painted designs contain the toxic metal cadmium, a known cancer-causing agent. They could also cause bone softening and severe kidney problems. McDonald's wants customers to stop using the 16-ounce Shrek glasses on concerns about long-term exposure to low levels of cadmium, which could rub off from the paint onto a child's hand and then be swallowed. Salji and Grasso, Fox News Radio. And with that said, the mild deep opinion on this one is buy the stock. I think it goes to $80 by the end of the next 12 months. It's doing great. It's got a low P.E. It's got a nice dividend. Conventional wisdom would say you don't want to buy a company that's giving glasses to kids that will soften their bone tissue and give them cancer and they'll die. Conventional wisdom is wrong. So McDonald's is a great long-term accumulate type of name. And if you take a look at it since 1975 to 1980, it went up. From 80 to 85, it went up. From 85 to 90, it went up. From 90 to 95, it went up. From 95 to 2000, it went up. 2000, 2005, it went down. 2005, 2010, it's gone up. Do you not want to own this? Do you not want to own a stock that in the last 40 years has gone up seven out of eight Five-year periods. Don't even get me started on the Happy Meal communists in California who are making McDonald's take toys out of the the meals. 
I know the meals are awful, and I know they're offering apple slices instead of French fries, and I know that they got the toy structures that kids want to play in, and they're magically enhanced with colors that make kids go lose their crap and just kill mom and dad to stop the car immediately. I remember McDonald's as a kid. It's a pretty pleasant memory to drink a vanilla shake. Uh, do I eat it today? Hell no. You wouldn't catch me dead eating that stuff. With that said, I think it's a great investment. Even if they make glasses that have cancer in them. I don't know. Something about it says buying opportunity, not selling situation. Next up, the American Federation of Teachers. It's urging Congress to pass emergency legislation that would send $23 billion to states to prevent massive layoffs. Pink slips go into between 150,000 and 300,000 teachers across the country. Teachers could be laid off by the time the, the new school year begins in the fall. Randy Weingarten, president of the American Federation of Teachers, tells Fox News Radio what she thinks will happen if Congress fails to pass the bill. If Congress fails to pass this bill, then what will happen is that kids are going to get shortchanged. And that all that we say about investment in kids is rhetoric, not a reality. Gotta admit, there's something wrong with our school system, and I'm not going to put anyone's heads on a stick because I'm not that stupid. I'm not that inane. I'm not the banal. I will say I, I think there's flaws in our system. We, we It's way too much money going to the, the teaching of our students and not enough coming out. I don't think it's the teacher's fault. I think it's the system's fault, and I think we need to blow up the system and look at it on an elementary level, on a high school level, on a college level. College classes are seeing teachers cut and being replaced uh, instead of with tenured professors, with part-time professors. They're not going to be as good. I know that. I know that teachers motivated me to become the man I am today. And we've got a problem. And we need to uh, to address it in some way, shape, or form. And uh, it's just it's out of control. It's like our politics. It's out of control. In truly the sad story of the day, there's no resting in peace for Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Rob Black? Fox News Radio's Sabrina Sabah tells us about a battle brewing over Gary Coleman's body? The former Different Strokes actor died last week, and now his estranged parents are in a legal battle over his body, which they want buried in Coleman's childhood home of Illinois. But it's not the first legal struggle the Coleman's have faced. The former child actor sued his parents over money they took from him during his time on Different Strokes. And if former co-star Todd Bridges really does have Coleman's final wishes on paper, his parents will have no say on where the actor is laid to rest. Sabrina Sabah. Fox News Radio. I will go on record right now and offer $100,000 for the body of Gary Coleman if I can stuff him and put him on display. I would. For some reason, I find him magical, and I want him near me. Okay, now you're going to say, Rob, save my life. Here you go. One month out of 12 could be the worst month possible to go to a hospital. I'm saving your life on this one, ladies and gentlemen. You can thank me later. Fox News Radio's Bill Vitka reports. The worst month to check into a hospital is July. The rate of fatal medical mistakes spikes in July, an increase of 10% compared with other months, according to the Journal of General Internal Medicine. That hike is in teaching hospitals, and it's the arrival of new med residents, grads, fresh out of med school, that may account for the increase. The study examined more than 240,000 death certificates. There was an average increase of 10% in medication-linked deaths in July in counties with teaching hospitals, but none in other counties, and no spike at all in deaths outside the hospital. Bill Vitka, Fox News Radio. So, don't go in July. 
Don't go to a hospital in July to have any surgery done because that's when the college graduates are basically roaming the halls and they don't have the experience to see what they're supposed to see. Thank you very much, Rob Black. You just saved my life. Next up, it's like that bug you just can't get rid of. H1N1. It's still hanging around. Fox News Radio's Carly Poole has the details in today's House Call for Health. We haven't heard much about it lately, but the World Health Organization says the H1N1 flu is still a pandemic. The alert level is currently at phase six, the highest, but that could change as circulation of the virus continues to decline. Last week, the agency confirmed more than 18,000 deaths worldwide since the start of the outbreak. A decision on whether to declare the global epidemic over will be revisited in mid-July. House Call for Health, I'm Carly Pouillot, Fox News Radio. Carly Pouliot, Carly Poulier. I prefer my pronunciation. She's wrong. H1N1. It's going to come back on some levels. You know what I was watching the other night? I was bored out of my mind, and I was on Sci-Fi Channel. And I was watching The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand. And you know what killed all of the Americans? Swine flu. Pretty funny if you think about it. Like, that's a book from, like, 1980 or something like that. I don't know. But, uh... And maybe that wasn't what killed people, but that's what people thought killed them. So, I don't know. This, I guess the story here is we got all worked up about H1N1. Didn't turn out that bad. And finally today, what's hitting theaters this weekend? Fox News Radio's Sabrina Sabah, she's got the answer. The controversy around human cloning is in full force with Splice. Human cloning is illegal. This won't be human, not entirely. Genetic engineers played by Adrian Brody and Sarah Pauly specialize in splicing together DNA from different animals, but now they're experimenting with humans. Get him to the Greek show's Russell Brand reprising his forgetting Sarah Marshall role of Aldous Snow. Have you ever drunk absinthe fly from the 1900s? Jonah Hill is also back, but instead of a waiter, he's a record company assistant trying to get the rocker from London to the Greek theater in Los Angeles. Catherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher star in Killers. Let's just say that I work for the blah, 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 and they gave me a license to block. Sabrina Sabah, Fox News Radio. Okay, I'm going to give Ashton Kutcher's The Killers a big fat zero. Yes, I like looking at Catherine Heigl. Get him to the Greek with Russell Brand. I'm going to give it above average. Maybe it'll be this year's Las Vegas uh, movie funny hangover ha-ha kind of thing. Russell Brand's cute, although I find him slightly annoying. I find him slightly annoying just because he's got a wacky English accent and says silly things. Not necessarily funny. And Splice, I'm going to give it a big old fat zero. Wait for the DVD. Uh, Maybe if you want to take a chick to it, get some buttered popcorn. I don't know. This weekend's movies look as bad as last weekend's movie. What's up with summer movies? Iron Man 2, the only good blockbuster? Draw Black and your money, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, Dan Rusinowski, the good-looking, the talented, the voice of the San Jose Sharks, who've been swept from the NHL playoffs. I'm bitter, I'm upset, but I'm looking forward to next year. is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, Rob Black. Little rock and roll part two, little sports theme anthems for you, a little hockey talk coming up. Dan Rusnowski of the San Jose Sharks. Dan, the season ended a little bit too soon, a little bit too early. 
I don't mind coming in fourth. I don't mind getting into the, the finals of the conference. It just felt quick to me to, to be swept by Chicago. That's the part that hurts the most. You know, you, you get a bittersweet feeling about this season where as last season it was just devastation, total disappointment, anger at everything. This year, like you said, you, you feel very good about the fact that you got an invitation to the dance. Um, it was really unfortunate that uh, what probably could have and should have been the final series between the two best teams happened in the so-called semifinal or conference championship but i have to say that uh, the one part that's the bitter part is the is the fact that they did get swept and that's something that that doesn't sit well with the players they could have won three of the four games that they lost i really do think that uh, it, it's funny the the finals right now are going the same way for the philadelphia flyers although they did win the overtime game last game that the sharks should have won and lost so who knows how it's going to work out? You know, you've got game number four tonight, and that should be great. But, uh, uh, again, you, you think about those things, and, and even from a broadcaster standpoint, you feel those things, too. Now, Dan, um, let's talk a little bit about the current Stanley Cup Finals before we recap the season and, and talk about potentially next season. Right now, Chicago is playing against Philly. It's great to see that TV ratings are up on a national level. I'm a big fan of the NHL. I'll always cheer for the NHL. I'm cheering the finals. Um, Pronger. I love what he's doing. He's a little bit of a punk. His name's Chris Pronger. He's a defenseman for the Flyers. After they lost the first two games against Chicago, he went, collected the puck, threw it away. He wouldn't let Chicago sweep him in the series and pick up souvenirs. I like that attitude. Does, it, does, does that ring true with you, or do you think he's just being a, a bit of a jerk? He's being Pronger, and I think it's fantastic. And, and I've gotten a chance over the years, as you might expect, to talk to him and spend a little time with him in the locker room um, working with the opposing teams. And, and I think he's, he's great for the team. He's great for the game. Uh, you know, Sharks fans boo him and uh, get all over him, and that's part of the drama that goes on whenever he's involved in a, in a game. And that, that, that's not just San Jose, by the way, Rob. That's everywhere in the NHL. So, uh, you know, him doing that sort of stuff is, is, is incredible gamesmanship. Maybe a little bit uh, naughty, but, uh, but it's typical Chris Pronger. Now, one thing that we're also seeing in the Stanley Cup Finals this year is cheap goaltending. Do you think that's going to be a, a trend that continues? Because I used to like the Washington Capitals, Dan, and they had a, a goalie, Olaf Kolzig, for probably 15 years. Never won a cup. I mean, it, it, maybe it doesn't pay to keep... Um, you know, a, a tenure to keep a, a franchise player in, in, in keepers. Do you think this is going to be a, a, a trend or do you think it'll pass? Oh, I think it's a trend that seems to be in place, and it's very interesting that you talk about this because in financial terms, it's the way that you're managing the allocation of your portfolio. Um, how much are you spending on goaltending? How much are you spending on defense? How much are you spending on forwards as a group um, rather than individual players? And I, I think that that's really the big thing. You know, Ole the goalie was a great goaltender. Um, I really feel badly that he never won a Stanley Cup because he's one of the all-time great guys in the history of the game since I play. I was you know broadcasting and since I was involved, but. But um, he did get them to the final in Washington. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Nabokov, great guy, excellent goaltender, is in the same position with the Sharks where he makes quite a bit of money, and there's a big decision about the allocation of that portfolio coming up. And so there is a trend to try to get goaltenders that are athletic, extremely athletic, able to have quick reaction time to uh, stop the puck perhaps in an unanticipated fashion, maybe not being the most technically perfect goaltender, but covering the lower portion of the net with butterfly-style play. Then you, then you, you know, organize your defense around taking care of the upper portion of the goal, and that's what a lot of these teams have done. I, I think it's a trend that we're starting to see, and I think it gets right back to the portfolio allocation. That's a good question, because Doug Wilson, um, he's basically the chief operating officer. He's the general manager of the, of 
the Sharks. He's gone on record saying, you know, I don't want to blow up this team. How about you, Dan? Would you blow up the team? Would you get rid of Nabokov? And I'm just asking you, and this has not on the record. This is a bar conversation, per se. Well, we're in the bar, and we're talking about Nabokov. You're you're basically saying, would you blow up the team entirely, or would you just get rid of Nabokov? Question for you. What would you you tinker with as general manager in a fantasy world? I think that what I have to find out is what the market is going to bear for all of these players. And I think that what you have to decide is, for instance, in the goaltending decision, you have to decide several things. Number one, is Thomas Grice ready to perhaps be a starting goaltender in the NHL? Because he's your backup goaltender, he's the guy that has a future, and he's the guy that you're trying to push forward. Um, Is Harry Sattery, whom you've just signed to an entry-level contract, going to be ready in the next two years to maybe challenge for a starting spot? That's something that you have to think about. And is there a goaltender in that free agent market that is going to be less expensive than Nabokov, but who's going to be able to be a stable backup or perhaps a starter? Um, somebody in the realm of, say, uh, Vesa Toskala, for instance, who used to play for the Sharks and was their starting goaltender a few years ago. He's unrestricted. Um, you know, is he a guy that you might want to bring back, or is there somebody like that, like Marty Turco, that's going to be very solid? But, you know, you have to ask yourself, are you going to get better goaltending than you would by paying Thomas Grice what you're paying him? And, and I think that that's the key question with goaltending, very, very, very basically. And, you know, as far as the rest of the lineup is concerned, you know that you want to try to bring, uh, you know, at least uh, one of those guys, Nabokov or Patrick Marlowe, back. If you could somehow shoehorn a way to afford them both, you probably would do it. But, I, I, I just don't see that happening. Two years ago, basically, San Jose fans wanted to ride Marlowe out of town because he was soft in the playoffs. This year, he was a stud in the playoffs. Do you think that was because it was a contract year, Dan? Well, people ask that, and, and certainly the cynic in all of us would say, well, that's the only reason why he did it. But, but people who know Patrick know he's a pretty proud guy and wants to be as good as he can be. Um, it's interesting to note that uh, that. He was really effective this this particular playoff, especially because of the increased emphasis on quickness and speed, especially that Chicago series. It's one of the reasons why maybe Joe Pavelski didn't quite have as many opportunities that he had in, in earlier series against Detroit and Colorado. Uh, Colorado, a less experienced, although quick team, and uh, Detroit, a very deliberative team, very quick with handling the puck, but not as fleet of foot as Chicago. So each series brings out the best in certain players, and I think that it was all set up for Patrick Marlowe to have a really strong playoff because he had a very consistent year. He was playing hard. He, he had learned from his experiences in the past. And, yes, it is a contract year, but I think that that's, that's only part of the story. The, the real story is his development over the, over the last couple of years to become a more consistent, continually still occasionally exasperating, but more consistent player. Now, four years ago, the Sharks brought in Jeremy Roenick to try to win a Stanley Cup, bring in the, the veteran presence. He lasted two years and kind of faded out. Two years ago, we brought in Rob Blake to be that presence to take us to the Stanley Cups. Uh, Blake, do you think he's going to retire? And if so, who would you give the captaincy to, or or what would the rumor be who gets the captain? Well, I I don't think we should talk about who the captain will be until we really know whether or not the current captain is retiring. And I think that's really more out of respect 
to Rob Blake. But I think you can probably figure out if he did decide to hang it up and end one of the more storied careers in the NHL in the last 20 years, um, who might be uh, among the leadership group in the team. You want somebody who's under contract, who is a, either an inspirational player or a steadying force, one or the other, and you'd want someone who's a, a player who's involved in all of the key action in the game. You wouldn't want a fourth-line guy to be your captain, in other words. So um, I, I think people can narrow that down to that point. But let's wait and see if, if Rob Blake decides to hang it up, because if he does, I think he deserves all of the celebration in the world from what he not only brought to this team over the last couple of years, but uh, also to the game over the last 20 years. And, and he's somebody that is one of the more respected guys in the game. I think that's fair to say, and uh, I'll put in a vote if he does retire. And I love Rob Blake, but if he does, I'd love to see Clo because to me he's he's a gritty guy, and I love Boyle, but I think Clo would be the right choice. I, kind of a fan favorite. It's an interesting comment, and I think that you're you're right in the wheelhouse of guys that would be in the consideration list for okay. sure, and there are a couple of others probably. So in a minute or less, Dan, we're speaking with Dan Rosnowski, the voice of the San Jose Sharks. You've been with us all year. I've wildly appreciated it. I love the sport. Talk it on a finance show. I love it. Um, what can we expect next year? Well, what you can expect is that, that Doug Wilson is going to do the financial analysis, first of all, and the uh, athletic analysis and talent analysis within his, his lineup uh, to make the decisions as to what needs to be done to make this club even better. Um, how will that happen? There are a lot of people that say, well, if you can only keep Nabokov or Marlowe but not both, you're not going to be a better team. I think we've seen it over the years that, that that's not true. And, in fact, many teams uh, continue to get better by developing their young players. They've got some exciting kids coming in. That's not the main focus, though. I think right now what they're trying to do is get the, the key players re-signed that, that have their contracts up, um, including the restricted free agents like Pavelski and Devin Setaguchi, I'm understanding they want to do an extension with. And once that's all done, then that you comes the draft. You get the excitement of getting some of those new players and then developing some of the other kids that have been in Worcester the last year. And that, to me, is the exciting time of the summer to get ready for that. And then the trip to Europe and to Stockholm for the uh, Stanley for the beginning of next season, which will be the Sharks and the Blue Jackets, that's going to be a great business venture as well as anything else. So there are a lot of times, a lot of exciting times ahead for the Sharks. That's for sure. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Heidi, my producer, says thanks for the whole year. You are a class act. We were able to reach on the road. I've loved it. I think we've made some more Sharks fans, and hopefully we can pick up next year and do the same thing. Well, I, I certainly uh, really appreciate that, guys, and we certainly can do that next year. And I want to thank all the listeners who tuned into Rob's show for uh, giving us a part of your time. But also, uh, it's also made a lot of people fans of this show, Rob. The fact that there are hockey fans that know that this is coming up and they're tuning in and they're discovering they can learn a lot about a lot of other areas of life by just listening to the Rob Black Show. True enough. You're a great asset to the Bay Area, Dan. You're always doing charity work. I appreciate it. Have a good off season. Thanks, Rob. Dan Rusnowski, voice of the San Jose Sharks. Seriously, if you go to any charity event in the Bay Area, he's there. He's that kind of man. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Coming up, going to hit you with a little business time. is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. Yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business. 
first and foremost, Walmart. They approved a $15 billion stock repurchase program. Love it. You want to see what works on Wall Street over time? The companies that buy back their own shares. They say, you know, what we can do with this money is we can go out and, and buy a new iPod or we could buy back our own shares. And they're saying, we think buying back our own shares is the right idea. So this is on top of a previous $15 billion program. Slowly but surely, that's more buyers than sellers. Now, again, is it the right company in the short term? I don't know. I don't know. Next up in the world of business news, sporting goods space is holding up relatively well compared with general retail space in Europe. There's an analyst group that went to do some retail checks in London, Paris, Dublin, and Edinburgh. And what they came back with was that sales are up pretty good, all things considered, for companies like Nike. For companies like True Religion. Now, True Religion, as you know, and I'm embarrassed that I actually am saying this, uh, they make jeans. They make jeans for girls. And they look good. And they're expensive. $300 per pair of jeans. Uh, Foot Locker's doing well. True Religion's doing well. Nike's doing well. So, again, a lot of strength around the World Cup in, in some of these stories. Uh, am I any one of those that I like more than others? I think True Religion is more of a growth story that you can try to trade. I think Nike is more of a long-term accumulate story because they do things like buy back big amounts of, of their own shares. Next up, the world of Coinstar. Now, you know I love Coinstar. I love that red box kiosk. Love going to the grocery store or CVS and saying, ooh, what's the new movie? And a tinkle, 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 tinkle. I, I walk over to it. I say, I'm going to get something for a buck a night. Now, I can go home and watch it on cable for three ninety nine. But I'd rather watch The Blind Side. Worst movie ever made with Sandra Bullock. I'd rather watch that. For a buck than three ninety nine. That's just my choice. If I have to watch it, I'd rather pay a buck. So Coinstar today did something that I Wall Street love. I Rob Black hate. Wall Street Rob Black says they're changing their Blu-ray pricing and they're going to charge a buck fifty a night for a Blu-ray disc versus a buck a night for DVDs. Increasing number of Redbox customers are migrating to Blu-ray. I got a Blu-ray player. I want to see what it's all about. So at some point in time, I'm going to get a Blu-ray DVD and put it in there. I ain't all that. You know, it's better to be good if I'm paying an extra 50 cents. But 50 cents to you is two quarters, right? Five dimes. Right? I'm with you. But to them, that's an increase of 50%. That ain't too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Elsewhere, McDonald's is recalling 12 million Shrek glasses, citing cadmium risks. Federal regulators found the toxic metal in the paint after an anonymous tip from, uh, to a California congresswoman. Interesting, right? Now, how could this not have been known? How could this not have been a problem earlier? The glasses are selling for $2 a piece at McDonald's across the country as a promotional tie-in with the movie Shrek Forever After. I personally think they should just... Just say that they knew about it and that cadmium is good for kids. No, no, no. That's never going to work. Cadmium is a carcinogen, and it can cause kidney, lung, intestinal, and bone damage. And this is a horrible social story. Horrible. But from an investment perspective, nothing but a thing. Nothing but a thing. And finally today, today is honor history and eat a free donut. Mmm, donuts. You've been waiting all year. It's National Donut Day. The sweet treat, the role in American history and culture, bigger than you could think. Tied towards the Salvation Army. You're saying, I did not know that the donut was tied towards the Salvation Army, Rob. 
It once was an icon of the American culture. The poor donut lately has become maligned. That's right, maligned. It's the example of everything that's wrong with American food. What's wrong with fresh dough in a jacuzzi of grease, I ask you? I can't. Mm, donuts. I can't find anything that's wrong with it. Today's National Donut Day. It's not a creation of the snack food industry. It actually started in 1938. Who started in 1938, National Donut Day? It was the Salvation Army as a fundraiser. Women of that organization started America's complicated love affair with a donut during World War I. This was all part of an effort to bring the little bit of home to the U.S. troops in France. Salvation Army served coffee and donuts. Now, I don't know. Were the donuts fried in their metal helmets? Probably not. It's a good story. That was the thought. The... Red Cross, I'm sorry, the Salvation Army has actually posted on their website the recipe that was used for donuts. So donuts go back. If you don't like donuts, you don't like America. They were given to our soldiers. So many soldiers planned to open donut shops after the war that the military published a book on it. So they loved the donuts so much, they said, you know, when I get back to America, I'm going to open up my own donut store with coffee. And that's exactly what they did. That's how Dunkin' Donuts came around. That's how Krispy Kreme came around. So, Dutch immigrants, I love you, Dutch. Not only do you play good soccer and do great at the Winter Olympics and speed skating, but you invented the donut. It was called the Oleo Coke, also known as the Oily Cake. An 1803 English book included a recipe for donuts in a section called American Recipes. By the 1920s, machines had been invented for mass produce of donuts. That's right. Ford may have mass-produced cars, but we as Americans, we started mass-producing. We took that technology, and we made a Donut Factory. God bless America. Today's Donut Day. You can get a free donut if you go to Krispy Kreme. Get a free donut if you go to Dunkin' Donuts. There's also one called Lamar's and Shipley Do Nuts. Do Nuts. <laughs> Donuts. Okay, you can see that I'm reading. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Donut, great American invention? Yes, no, maybe so. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. 910 a.m., more stimulating talk coming up. Got some investment ideas for you. Mmm, go nuts. Don't know what to do with your money? He does. Rob Black. 1 800 345 On 9 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Okay, my day is ruined. Heidi just introduced me to a new website. It's the Burger King Subservient Chicken website. And it's a a webcam, and you can type things like, well, first of all, you see a man dressed as a chicken. It's tough to explain. There's garter belts on it. And you can type to it, like, dance, chicken, dance, and he starts dancing. And you can say, jump on couch, and he'll jump on couch like Tom Cruise. It's a complete waste of time. But so is Wall Street today. Dow's down 282. Plunge. Jobs report missed the mark. Euro tumbles. Euro's got some problems with the hungry today. Um, I don't think the market goes anywhere significantly up or significantly down. I think we've got problems with Europe that we need to box. I think we've got problems in oil spills that we need to literally put a box on. And I think we've got some problems in China that it's a summer of discontent. Summer started a couple days ago. It's lovely. Love the weather. Love the sunshine. Love the heat on the body. Love women in short shorts. Love it, love it, love it. But right now, Mark's not going to do anything. Stay tuned. I will tell you when it does want to do something. 
Walmart is boosting their jobs 23%. That's telling you, not a good thing. We saw some impl- some weak employment report numbers today. Unemployment still sitting around 9798%. That's just too high. Now, you may want to go out and get a job, but you need to be incredibly careful right now. There's a lot of job scams, including rebate processing. That's the number one job scam out there. And you'll see websites like, you know, Monster.com and Bing and Craigslist. And you'll see some people that, you know, post jobs, and it sounds great, right? You'll get $1,000 a day without leaving the comfort of your home. Don't do it! Typically, that's a flag. $1,000 a day without leaving the comfort of my home? Next one up, you can get cash and product forward. And that scam turns your home into a staging post for stolen goods, where, yeah, you can actually have stuff sent to you, and then you have to send it to... To Persia, you have to send it to the Prince of Persia, or you have to send it to Ethiopia, or you have to send it to Russia. And all that basically is is some local crime syndicate sending stuff to you to have you send it to someone else in a different country. Another big job scam out there is government jobs. You got to be careful. Is you'll see ads for government jobs that aren't brought to you by the GOV. So you never have to pay for any information on a government job. Never, ever, never. Ever. If people are asking to pay for stuff, you're an idiot if you pay. Another one is, believe it or not, one of the biggest job scams out there is pay to work. And, you know, those ads are a little bit different. They basically say it's typically not illegal, but it's pretty darn close. You'll pay a fee and you'll receive a useless list of places to apply, or you'll receive a, you'll pay a fee and you'll get a bunch of useless jobs to endorse. There's work at home schemes. They always sound too good to be true. Be careful. There's Craigslist job schemes that are just uh, problematic. I mean, Craigslist is a place where you can go get a whore. You can get a whore on Craigslist. Now, when I say whore, let's say, let's let's call them some, what they are, sex workers. I think sex should be legalized in America. I have no problem with it, none whatsoever. I think if two people want to pay each other, or one person wants to pay someone else for sex, I think that's more than appropriate. But if you want a whore, you can go to Craigslist.com until Craigslist.org until it's legal. Be very careful. Be very careful with people who tell you how to become wealthy. Be very careful with, um, you know, the ideal situation that sounds too good to be true. Heidi Hartley's put on headphones, and I think she's going to tell me, hopefully, something about the Burger King subservient chicken. I am. I This is bad. I might just be totally distracted all Go day ahead. long. So I put in, you know, you can type in different commands. So I was doing that for a little while, and I just got all giddy and excited like a child. Um, and then I told the chicken that I loved him, Yeah. and he bowed, and then he gave me, like, the rocker hand, like the devil horns. Okay. I don't know. I like it. And I told the chicken to poop, and he comes up to the camera and says, no, no, no. <laughs> he did. So he waves his finger at me. So well, I like it. Have you Burger King's got the odd advertising? Yeah, with the the king, the kind of creepy king. He's a character. creepy king. He he comes to me in my dreams. I don't much care for him. Um, but now they're even doing one where they've got a guy with a huge pig head because they've got ribs or something like that at Burger King. I guess it's it's working from a marketing standpoint because here we are talking about it. Right. It, it. I don't want to know that my ribs were once a, a thing that walked around. I well, just same want with ribs. the chicken. Same with it's a, it's just a little tiny bit disturbing. Yep. To think that I I eat that. Well, I don't eat that, but it's still disturbing. I um, asked. I told him to pee, and he goes behind the couch and uh, <laughs> stands in the corner and acts like he's peeing. See, this is it, it can very quickly go in a bad direction, and it's not unintended. I am of the opinion because. 
they they did model it like a porn site. Okay. Not that I would know that for any reason, but Burger King a couple years ago had a Paris Hilton eating a, a Whopper, and she was basically Carl's Jr. I think was that Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. But they have they also have the king um, just from a marketing perspective. They have the king in a video game too. Yeah, yeah. So they're it's kind of they're repurposing him a lot. He's not just in commercials. Okay. So should, should we support Burger King for this, or should we boo them for this? I say yay for interesting advertising ideas. Okay. I, I don't eat at Burger King, but good on them for being creative. And what's the website? It's subservientchicken.com, I think. Subservientchicken.com. Give them for being creative. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's just um, yeah. Just type it. It's long. So just you could type. Google subservient chicken. Exactly. Google Burger King chicken. Exactly. And hey, look, the phone's ringing. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's all your time. How how was the show this week? Give me a grade A to F. I, I can't because each day was different. Was one show better than others? I like today's show the best. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So that's Heidi Hartley. Um, she's an extraordinarily wonderful producer, and uh, she's one of the reasons I still like doing the job that I do because I don't like management. She's my buffer to management. <laughs> Anyway, 800-345-5639. Have you seen the subservient chicken? Give us a call. 800-345-5639. Now, you know, I, I've got a segment in my mind called F you. No, I'm not going to do heads on sticks. Heads on sticks. Heads on sticks. Um, superintendents. You know, earlier in the show, I talked about teachers and how a federal, a national teachers association is asking the United States government for billions and billions and billions of dollars to prevent massive furloughs this year to teachers. I said the system's flawed, and it's not so much that the teachers are asking for too much. I don't think they are. I think the superintendents need to take pay cuts. I think we need to start with blowing up superintendents. Do you know how much a superintendent makes for the um, education, Board of Education in the Bay Area? A superintendent makes $300,000. Five years ago, it was $200,000. That's a raise of almost 60% in five years. I know my salary hasn't gone up 60% in the last five years, so... My heads on stick, heads on stick to all you superintendents. Or if I were to be more realistic, I'd say F you. F you and your $300,000 job. To have a $300,000 job, you better be really, really good at what you do. And supervisor, for instance, Michelle Alito Pierre. She's going for San Francisco. She's trying to get reelected yet again, even though her, she's been termed out. F you, Michelle. Uh, $300,000 job is what you want. Go out and get a real job in the, in the private sector. Quit taking the public sector massive $300,000 salary. Elsewhere in the world of news, did you know San Francisco cabs are some of the most expensive in the nation? If you were to get in a Chicago a Chicago cab, 225 If you were to get into an L.A. cab, it starts at 285 just for sitting in. Vegas cab is 330 Now, that's the highest in the nation. New York City, only 250 You look at New York and you say, F New York. It's, no, no, San Francisco is 310 F San Francisco cabbies. And I love you cabbies because you're playing my show right now. I love you. I love you. You love you. Everyone should tip you huge. But it's expensive to jump in a cab in San Francisco. And it's unfortunate because I think more people would use services like that if we could without getting gouged left and right. Speaking of gouging, Oracle, and this has nothing to do with gouging. This is just a bad transition. Oracles, they were upgraded today to buy. Basically, $29 stock. They're currently a $23 stock. Cyclical recovery in Oracle's business. There's little doubt right now of a significant swing in currencies. is going to dampen their results. They're going to get hurt. Management. 
is going to have a little bit more of ability to mitigate the impact of the coming quarters. Um, probably been downsizing a little bit or right sizing. Historically, they've done a good job of it. So, uh, SAP Sybase transaction, it opens the door for a share shift back to Oracle as the competitors are doing um, a database merger, a partnership merger, a Salesforce merger. And anytime you do that, it's, you become more susceptible. Next in the world of potpourri, Friday, my last segment is just, it's all over the board. We're talking about Burger King subservient chickens. But on top of it, budget cuts. I wanted to see how quantifiable this is. The California State University system, we've lost 10% of our teachers in the last year. Now, again, that's not a lot to you or me, and it's part of the game. You know, we can't continue to grow that business, universities, nonstop. When there's pain in the economy, there has to be pain there. About 1,230 full-time positions, and a lot of them have been, you know, replaced with part-time positions. So the full-time faculty members at universities in California, um, it's down about 51% in 2007 from 78% in 1970. So I think we're moving in the wrong direction. Now, the amount of kids we're sending through to get their doctorals, their doctorate, their PhD, their master's degree continues to go higher. And there's not jobs for these people at this point in time. So it is problematic to say the least. Um, Stifle Nicholas is doing a little bit of research today that's worthy of note. And why? Because they're doing what other people aren't doing. Companies that explore for oil and produce oil, ultimately, they're saying now's the time to buy. You may get caught up this weekend watching BP and how we're going to screw that CEO and how we're going to screw them out of all the dimes and we're going to make them pay for everything they did in their oil spill. Every pelican will be paid for. Every oyster shucker is going to get paid. BP is going to get hosed in this. And what Stifle is saying is, go buy Bill Barrett, ticker symbol BBG. Go buy Cabot Oil, ticker symbol COG. Go buy Pioneer Resources, ticker symbol PXD. Go buy Rosetta Resources, ticker symbol Rose. Ultimately, what it comes down to is we're all focusing in on BP, and the whole sector is getting hit. And in the end, the whole sector is not going to be uh, in pain. The whole sector is going to be okay. Now, CBS, Big Bang Therapy, Big Bang Theory, Theory. all the actors are asking for a big raise. They, they were basically unknown a couple of years ago, making fifty to 60000 per episode. Now they all want to make a million dollars. And the, the CBS could say, let's, let's make them happy, let's do it. But, but let's give them extra years, and then they have, you know, we get all the reruns. <laughs> but ultimately, as an actor, you have to decide, maybe I do my five years and I'm done. One very famous model that did this, a guy named George Clooney. He worked on ER for five years, then he left and became a super big movie star. Another copycat example, Alice did great for Disney. Now there's, they just green-lighted Snow White, a modern-day version of Snow White. Oh, good God. I'm out of time. It's Aloha Friday, everyone. Take care. Good day. I'll be back Monday, and I promise to be focused like a laser on you and your money. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.